Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for your love. Thank you for your support, your prayer, your friendship, your service to me and to the Lord. I know that and Pastor Da could not fulfill what the Lord called us to do without your love, your support, your prayer, and your help. And we really appreciate all of you. This is like a family. The church is like a family. Actually, I'm closer to all of you more than my own blood family members because we are serving the same kingdom together. We spend more time together. Amen. And thank you for joining this church. Thank you for choosing this house. We know that we are not perfect. We know that we have a lot of weaknesses and shortcomings and a lot of things that we still need to grow up and develop in this house. But the most important thing is that Jesus is the head of this house and we want to follow his love together. The most important thing is love. Amen. Thank you so much. Let us hear the word of God this morning. And let us learn something from the Lord, from the scripture together. Father, we come to you with a humble heart, with an open heart. We ask your Holy Spirit to open our spiritual eyes to see the light of your word. Open our ears to hear what the Spirit wants to say. To open our heart to receive the bread of life. This morning, Lord, we don't want just to hear your word, just to fill up our brain. But we want the word to enter into our heart, to build faith, to build the reality and experiences of walking with you, Lord. We thank you so much, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. As I pray a while ago, my heart is to see all of you know God, love God, grow up spiritually, to become more like Christ, to be blessed, to be strong, to be anointed, to be fruitful in the kingdom of God. And somebody asked me the question in the care group on Friday, what made me become a pastor? And my answer that comes from the Holy Spirit is, number one, because God calls me. God calls me he didn't, call, he didn't say that you become a pastor. He said, could you please take care of my sheep? Which is the main thing. The same meaning is that he wants me to be the shepherd to look after the sheep. But definitely, as life goes on, as years go on, have gone by, I have faced some disappointment and some pressure and some persecution and some afflictions against me. Because the devil is not very happy with me. The reason I never give up, because the Holy Spirit, who is, is in the inside of me, is like a hand in the glove. He moved on the inside of me to have the heart of the Father. God is the Father, and He loves His children. So He needs to pick up somebody on this earth who is willing to yield 
to surrender and to obey Him, to represent Him as a Father on this earth, to look after His children. So, I'm a pastor not because it's a title, not because a job, or because a job description, but because the heart of the Father is imparted into my heart by the Holy Spirit, and that's why I care for God's children so much. I want to do everything for the well-being, the prosperity, the success, and the progress of God's children. And that's why we keep teaching the Word, we keep laying on of hand and blessing you and doing everything for you to grow. So our church wants you to grow. Our church wants you to be used of God, to be mature and to be successful. That's why we come up with the biblical principle that you can follow. And if you follow the Word of God, you definitely will be strong and will be successful. Amen? So today and the next time, I don't know when, because next Sunday will be the Father Day. I will preach another message. But I would like to talk about the subject called Don't Let Anybody Steal Your Joy. Don't let anybody steal your joy. That is the message for today and the next time. I cannot finish the whole sermon. Today, I want to help you to adjust or renew your mind to think in a different way and that the Holy Spirit can really teach you and help you to think the way of God. First of all, I want to say this. Our life on earth here, we have maybe 80 years, 100 years, 120 years, No matter how long we live, we need to look at our life this way. Our life is a gift from the Almighty God. Every time as a doctor, when I see people are sick, get the cancer and dying, I was thankful that I'm still alive today. I still can walk, can talk, can work, and can enjoy my life. I consider life is a gift from the Lord. Therefore, Because it's a gift from the Lord, I need to celebrate my life every single day. I should not take it for granted. I should consider life very precious to me. And I should really live a life of happiness and joy in this earth. But as a human being, we are so easily caught up with the pressure of life. Rushing there, rushing here last Friday. Oh, I was rushing through the traffic to pick up some food, to come to the care group, and dealing with a lot of things. A lot of things happened. Rushing here and there, trying to meet a deadline, trying to get the job done in the hospital or in my clinic, trying to keep that person happy, my patient happy, try to keep my wife happy, happy wife, happy life, try to keep everyone happy, my member happy, trying to solve the problem, try to fix the problem. Life is so full of pressure. Actually, tomorrow I'm going to have to perform a brain operation. And actually, it's not that difficult, but still pressure in me because I don't want any complication. I don't want to lose my patient's life. So a little some pressure on my side that tomorrow I have to deal with this brain operation, open somebody's skull. So if we are not careful, we will get caught up trying to be good parents, trying to be good employee, meet the deadline, and then we miss out completely 
on the joy and the gift of life. We just so burdened by the problem of life to the point that we lose our joy, and we are caught up in the rat race. Keep going and going, going. Wake up every day, try to work, trying to do this and that. We need to change our thinking, our mindset. We have only one life to live. We cannot relive this life again. Only one time to live on earth. Therefore, we should celebrate every single day. We should enjoy everything in our life, even the little thing. This morning, I was at the breakfast table and I looked at the flower that somebody gave to my daughter, and it's so beautiful. Just look at that flower and enjoy the creation, the flower of God. Enjoy outdoor. Look at the Maurania. Look at the Lake Washington. Look at the trees. Enjoy the rain that come down in Seattle on a daily basis. Enjoy everything. Enjoy driving to work. Enjoy seeing the scenery. Enjoy the people whom God put over us and put around us to be our friend and our co-worker. Enjoy our children. Enjoy the smiling, the laughing, the giggling. Don't be too busy getting the children dressed up and going to school to the point that we forget to enjoy their voice, their talking, and their smiling. Just enjoy life every day, looking for the things that you can smile and laugh and be happy. We need to slow down sometimes. You know, we are living in a very hectic and fast-paced society in America here. So we tend to keep running and running to make money, to meet the need of the project, to run, 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 run all day long. And in my job, I have that all day. I have patients show up every 15 minutes. I keep to keep running, running, seeing patients, hear all the complaints, all the problems, and then come back to dictate and try to resolve the problem. Keep running and running to the point that we forget about the gift of life. My dear brother and sister, sometimes we are so focused on trying to go to the next level, and then we don't enjoy where we are right now. If you are single, please enjoy being single. Don't be so focused on finding a spouse to the point that your single life is a miserable life. You enjoy being single right now. If you are single, yes, life is not perfect. I know we face a lot of problems. We have challenges and some things that we have to deal with every day. We may have to face some pressure and problem in life. But if we hook up to the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit show us and look hard enough, believe me, we're gonna find something in our life that we can enjoy, laugh about, and smile at. We're going to find something that we can celebrate every single day if we look hard enough. It's a tragedy that so many people, including Christians around the world, are going through life depressed, upset, uptight, sad, and defeated. They are allowing the pressure of life, the problems, and the disappointments of life keep them. In the negative frame of mind, they're always negative, angry, and upset. They're stressed out by a lot of problem in life. 
they never smile, they never laugh, they never have any joy. They don't even realize that they are allowing the enemy of their soul to steal that joy away, and they live a miserable life. It doesn't have to be that way to all of us who know the Lord Jesus Christ and have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. We should be the happiest people in the whole world. We as Christians should be the happiest person in our office and in our neighborhood area. No matter what you're going through, no matter how much pressure you are carrying right now, you need to draw the line on the sand. You need to dig your heel on the ground and say, I'm not going to be depressed. I'm not going to be sad. I'm not going to be uptight and upset. I'm going to smile. And you can say, the devil, you may try to give the best shot against me, but your best cannot knock me down. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be laughing. And I'm going to be full of joy. You cannot steal my joy. I'm going to be the joyous person like Jesus Christ. I'm going to stay full of joy no matter what happened to me. That's my challenge to you today. Make the decision that no one can steal the joy of the Lord from you. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 14, verse 30, the Bible says, A relaxed attitude lengthens life. Jealousy rots it away. How many people want to live a long life? Raise your hand up. Okay. All of us want to live a long life and want to fulfill our destiny. If we want to live a long life, we need to quit being so uptight, upset, negative, and stressed out. We need to be happy people. Have a relaxed attitude. Do you know that in the medical field, the doctors know that stress can cause many, many sicknesses. Stress can cause high blood pressure. If your high blood pressure go up too much, then your heart have to work more, then you're going to have a heart failure or heart problem. When your blood pressure go up, the small blood vessel in your brain can break, and then you get a stroke and become polarized. When the stress come in, you cannot sleep at night, then what happens? You will be tired, your immune system will go down, and then you can get sick easily. So stress is the main reason of sicknesses on this earth. The Bible says, if you don't have stress, if you live a relaxed heart, relaxed life, joyful life, you're going to have a long life. Therefore, we should not be the kind of people who are upset all the time. Constantly allowing the pressure of life to weigh us down and make us sick. We should make a decision, no, no, no. No upset, no sadness, no depression. I will be happy and I'm going to laugh and be smiling. Do you know that America represents only 6% of the population in the world? But the citizens of America, United States, use 90% of transcriser of the whole world. 90% of transcriser, transcriser means the medication like Valium, Trazodone, or Amitriptyline that decrease your anxiety and your depression. American citizens use 90% of the 
medication that called transgressor compared to the whole world. It means that we are living in a very uptight society. People want to get to the goal, to reach and to run, 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 and they become depressed. They become uptight and upset all the time. My dear brother and sister, life is too short to go around grumpy, sour, uptight, stressed out, defeated, and upset. The world is not going to collapse. If you don't meet the deadline at your work, your life will not come to an end. If you cannot find a parking space in 15 minutes, your life will not come to an end. It's not worth it. It's not worth it getting upset when you cannot find a parking spot at the front door of the building. It's not worth it to walk into the church after parking. You walk into the church, and you find out that somebody is sitting on my seat. They have been sitting for 15 years. They just show up in this church only one or two weeks, and then you begin to complain to God. You're so upset and uptight, and make a long face, and you say they don't know that I pay tithe in this church. That seat I bought it. It belongs to me. God. And Archer, do you not know that that seat is mine? They cannot sit there. And then you have a bad day. You cannot listen to the sermon. You cannot smile and laugh. My dear brother and sister, the world is not going to collapse if somebody sits on the seat that you love to sit every Sunday. Remember this. Every time you get upset, every time you lose your temper, you click off a little time out of your life. You live shorter. Instead of living a long life, you live shorter because you get upset. Therefore, many of you still alive today because of the mercy of God. Because you used to be upset all the time. But from today on, we're going to be smiling and happy and relaxed and Go on with the joy of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Sometimes you need to ask yourself a question. Somebody cut in front of you on the street and get you upset. You need to ask this question. Is it really worth being sick, upset, just because of this little one? I'm going to go to work on time anyway, even though they cut in front of me. Is it worth it? If someone don't smile at you and make you upset, it's not worth it. Many times you get upset because of the little thing, not a big thing. Not a major issue. Many times God deals with me this way. When I get upset about something, and God deals with me. Son, so many people are dying. So many people have no food to eat. Many people have cancer, brain tumor. And you get upset about this little thing. Hey, calm down. Smile and be happy. It's not worth being upset about this trivial little thing in life. Just let it go. Just move on and be happy. This is a promise of God in the Bible. In John chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus said, I'm leaving you with a gift, free gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is like the peace the world gives. 
So don't be troubled, or don't let your heart be troubled in another translation, and be afraid. We learn something from this scripture from the Lord Jesus Christ. Number one, as a believer, we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, and the Holy Spirit gives us that fruit, the peace and the joy. It's a seed on the inside of us. We have potential to be peaceful and to be laughing and joyful all the time. It's inside here already, given by Jesus Christ. Number two, this last sentence, he say, "So don't be troubled or afraid." Jesus say that, "Hey, stop allowing the things in your life, the bad news that you hear, the behavior of somebody else." The wrong decision people make make you agitate and disturb. Don't let anything in on this earth make you trouble and afraid and be upset. You should be happy. In other words, Jesus tried to say, "You have a choice. You can make a choice to be upset and unhappy, or you can make a choice to be happy, joyful." And peaceful, you make that choice every single day. No one can force you. You have been given a freedom of choice. So I want to encourage you from today on. No matter what happened, just make a choice to be happy. No matter what pressure of life come in, you just choose to enjoy life. So many times we make excuses. Oh, pastor. I cannot help it. That is a lie of the enemy. You can help it. You can be joyful. Oh, my boss was so mean to me. My friend did not do good to me. Oh, he get on my nerve all the time. Hey, stop focusing on those things. Don't keep your eyes on your boss. Don't keep your eyes on your friend who get on your nerve. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep your mind on the promise of God. Keep your mind on the right thing, so that you can be joyful. But if you keep looking back, like Lot's wife, look back to the Sodom and Gomorrah city. She became the pillar of salt because she keep looking back to the bad stuff, to the wrong thing people did to her. Please look forward to God. Look up to heaven. Don't look at the behavior of people. Believe me, somebody gonna offend you some way, somehow. Someday, somebody gonna do something that you don't like, or somebody gonna hurt your feeling, or somebody gonna make you upset. Don't look at those things. Just look at God and focus on the Lord and say, "I'm not gonna be sad. I'm not gonna be depressed. I gonna stop allowing somebody or something or certain situation to steal my joy." To really ruin my emotions, I gonna be joyful all the days of my life, my dear brother, sister. This is what happened. We have three parts in our body here. The first part is the spirit. The spirit is the place where the Holy Spirit lives on the inside, and that is the part that gives joy and peace, love. Faith, long suffering. Another part we call soul, S O U L, soul, the mind. The mind need to be renewed. The mind is not born again. 
The third part is the flesh, the sinful nature on the flesh here. If you are led by your flesh, you're going to be upset all the time. But if you are led by your mind, you can be yo-yo up and down. So you need to be led by the Spirit, your own Spirit that has the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Let's look at what King David said. The Spirit of King David spoke to his mind, to his soul. In Psalm chapter 42, verses 5 and 6. Why are you cast down, O my soul? His spirit was speaking to his mind, to his soul. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquiet within me? Hope in God. Now he said, turn to God, look at God. For I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. O my God, my soul is cast down within me. You know, sometimes we get upset and we get depressed for a few minutes, a few hours, because we are human beings. Sometimes we get so uptight for a few days, a few hours. And then the spirit of King David said to his soul, My soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember God from the land of the Jordan and from the heights of Hermon, from the hill of Miser. Wow, this scripture tells us that we need to keep focusing on God, on the promises and the goodness of God, what God did for us in the past, and what God is going to do for us in the future. Don't let the mind control you. Don't let your flesh control you. Stir up the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Stir up the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit and your spirit will control your mind. You already have the peace and the joy of God on the inside of you. You just have to learn to stir it up and let your spirit control your mind. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Every time you get upset, Holy Spirit, this is the work of the flesh. This is the work of my mind. I'm not going to follow this. Holy Spirit, give me joy. Help me. I'm going to laugh about it. Amen? Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 15. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on the hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on the, its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. The reason I read this scripture is to remind you one thing. You may not know or may not realize that a lot of people around you, your kids, your grown-up children, your employee, employer, your neighbors are watching you right now. They're watching. They're watching. They want to know how you are going to respond to the tough time of your life. They are looking at you and seeing what kind of attitude you have when something goes wrong in your life. Are you going to do the same thing that the whole world is doing? Get upset, yell, cuss, curse, and be unhappy for the next three months or not? Are you going to be negative Sour and losing your joy or not. People watching. I want to encourage all of you. 
let us take the high plane of life, like an eagle. The lower plane is like the chicken. What happened to the chicken? Have you ever gone to a chicken coop and you throw a stone in, or you do something to make the chicken upset? What the chicken do? Very frightened, run around, very loud and very upset, and produce a lot of noises. Chicken. We are not called to be chicken. We are called to be an eagle. Even the storm comes, even the clouds so dark with a lot of rain, the eagle still very high and soar in the wind, happy and watch and very stable. Not like chicken on the ground. Are we choosing to be chicken or are we going to be the eagle? I pray that we all will choose the high plane. And when you do that, what happens? You're going to be the salt of the world. Salt makes people thirsty. So when people come around you, they are thirsty for the things of God. Some of them may be envious of you. Wow. I'm crying, but you're laughing. I want what you have. What do you have? You can say, I have Jesus. Come to church with me. And you're going to find the joy. What do you have? I have the Bible. I can read the Bible. Oh, I like to read your Bible too. You really make people thirsty for the things of God because you shine the light of heaven on people. People look at you and they see heaven on you, not hell. They see the glory of the Lord on your countenance and they're drawn to you like a magnet. You are not chasing them away. Or drive them away because of your sadness, your depression, and negativity. My dear brothers and sisters, people should see so much joy on our face, so much happiness, so much victory and the goodness of God in our body language that they will say that, I want to know your God. I want to become like you. I'm so impressed with how you live on this earth. You are so different from other people in the world. That should be our lifestyle. Wherever you go, wherever you work, people look at you. Wow, Christians are good. Amen? How many people know the word contagious? Contagious actually is a medical word. When a person gets infection and that bacteria or virus can pass on to the next person, we call contagious. Pass the buck to the, somebody else. That's why in the hospital we need to really wear clothes and wash our hands because we don't want to pass any infection to somebody else. Do you know that joy and sadness are contagious? If you have so much joy, much happiness as a born-again believer, when people come around you, they get infected by you. Not infected by sadness, but infected by gladness and by the joy of the Lord on the inside of you. You're so full of joy. That joy just, just flows out of you to touch people around you and people become happy. I remember when I first came to the, the U.S. and worked at Harborview Hospital. 
in the ICU on the 12th floor of Harborview Hospital. Wow, so intense! A lot of head trauma. People became comatose. People really sick have brain surgery. Some of them were comatose for months and months, and the family got upset. Everyone so uptight. And when I first got there as a junior resident, I noticed that all the nurses and social workers, physical therapists, they make round at 6 a.m. in the morning together. Everyone came in the morning. We all make round to see all these ICU patients. Everyone looks so uptight, upset all the time. When I became a chief resident, now I'm a boss. I walk around smiling, happy, make people smile and laugh. The atmosphere of the whole ICU is changed. Because the joy of the Lord inside me start to contaminate, start to be contagious to other people in the hospital, make people happy. Amen. In the operating room, I always sing praises song, sharing about the goodness of God. Actually, yesterday on Saturday, I operated on one of my patients. I began to share about Esther and Ruth and Mary. Oh, everyone, all the nurses, and they are not believers. They are non-believers. I share, and everyone, oh, wow, so good. I bring joy into the operating room to talk about the goodness of God. Our joy should be contagious to people around us. We are attracting people to us and infecting them with the joy of God. When people come and meet us with sadness on their face, with a lot of depression, after a few minutes, they start to laugh. And they start to be joyful as well, because the joy of the Lord just flow out of us and rub on them, and then bring the breakthroughs, bring the freedom, and they begin to perk up and become happy. This happened in my medical office all the time. People come in so sad with a lot of pain in their back, so I begin to smile and laugh, and people start to really be joyful. I even remember one time one patient came in. And I began to laugh, and the Holy Spirit hit that person, and she began to laugh. And the Holy Spirit, she's a believer, and we could all laugh together. Her husband laughed too in the clinic together. Laughter and joy are contagious; it can pass into other people, but at the same time, sadness can be contagious as well. You cannot give away what you don't have. If you are full of so sadness, you're full of depression, being upset all the time, what you're gonna pass on to other people? Sadness, depression, and upset. Is that right? But if you're so full of joy, positive thinking, positive mentality, faith, the goodness of God, what you're gonna pass to people? All those good things. So begin to stir up and fill your life with joy. With peace, with smiling and laughter, so many people don't want to go to church. So many people don't want to be a Christian. Do you know why? Because many Christians have wrong idea. They think that the more powerful and more religious they are, the less they should smile. They should look very mean. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. And all these young people in America look at all these Christians who look so religious and so sad, so depressed, so uptight. Uh, I rather go to nightclub and have fun with my friend and drink alcohol. 
because the church is so dead. It's like a funeral ceremony. No happiness. No fun. No joy in the church. Everyone looks so starchy. When you go to have a dry clean, how much starch you want to have? All the Christians look so uptight and unhappy. I remember when I first came to America, I was a new believer at that time. I was only two or three years old Christian. I went to a local church in North Seattle area, and I never forget that day. The worship leader come up, and the worship leader would start to lead a song called "The Joy of the Lord," and he sing this way. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And I look at him. Where is the joy? You so upset. You so stiff and uptight. And I learned from the Lord that day. Don't just sing it. Do it. Don't just have a theory in your brain that joy is good. Laugh about it. Having fun in your life. Enjoy life. So many people in America have met Christians who are so downcast, so depressed, so discouraged, and they say, "I don't want this. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to be Christian. You look so terrible. You look worse than me. You're so depressed. I run away from church. I don't want it." Actually, the church should be the celebration place. People laugh all the time, happy, having fun all the time. Amen. And then the young people will not walk away from the church. Amen. Your joy should be revealed to your face, to your eyes. Your joy should be revealed in your voice, the tone of voice. You should stir up the joy that come up on the inside of you, and you go around with that joy. Rub on other people. You will go with a spring on your step. You walk around smile, and I don't say that you have to walk like a John Travolta in the movie called Greece. I notice in that generation they walk like this. John Travolta, they walk. They have the spring on their their feet. You don't want to walk that way like John Travolta in the Saturday Night Fever and the Greece, but you still have happy. And joyful, and have a big smile on your face. And when you do that, the joy inside gonna set the tone of your life the whole day. You're gonna be so full of energy. You go around with a big smile on your face, and you're gonna be successful. You know why? People like to be around happy people. No one like to be around depression, and you cannot blame them. People want to be around happiness and joy. So if you do the business, more customer gonna come in, amen. If you're single and you smile all the time, gonna be a lot of men like to come after you. But if you are a woman who look depressed all the time, <laughs> all these young men gonna run away from you. They don't want to be around you, amen. So you will attract people in when you are so full of joy. But we'll continue next time. I will come back after the Father Day to talk about the joy of the Lord. How many people say that from now on I can have a lifestyle of being joyful? How many people believe that your life on earth, this relatively short life, is a gift from God? How many people say that from now on I can celebrate life? 
How many people say I will not waste even one day being depressed, upset, and uptight anymore? How many people want to live a long life? Yes, 120 years. How do you do that? One of the key. Do you know that you dictate your future, not just God? You join with God to determine your destination. You do your part. God does His part. God wants to give you life. God wants to give you energy to live a long life. But you need to do your part is to be joyful, amen. To be happy all the time, amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray together and ask the Lord to give us more of the joy of the Lord. Follow my prayer, Father in heaven, your Son Jesus Christ. Die for me. I repent of my sin. Sometime, I have a wrong attitude. I am upset, depressed, and sad. Lord, I don't want to live in depression. Being upset all the time. I need the joy of the Lord. Oh Lord. Fill my heart with your peace that is beyond understanding. Give me the joy of the Lord. Help me, Lord, to walk in the joy of God, smiling, laughing, celebrating, being positive with life. Have a positive frame of mind, praising you all the time, being thankful all the time. I believe, Father, as I'm full of joy, I shall live a long life. I shall be the salt of the world. I will cause people to be thirsty for the kingdom of God. O oh Lord. Every time I start to get upset, uptight, negative, sad, and depressed, may Your Holy Spirit quickens me, reminds me to come out from that mode of negativity. Oh Lord, I need Your presence. Fill my life, Lord, with Your presence. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.